Welcome to Story Chats at Inspire Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. Milla Holt is here with us today to chat about her recent release, Through the Blaze. I'm going to read your bio real quick, and then we'll jump in. Um, Milla Holt writes fiction that reflects her Christian faith. She loves happy endings, heroes and heroines who discover sometimes hard but always vital truths, and stories that uplift and encourage. She lives with her family in the east of England, where they enjoy rambling in the countryside, reading good books, and making up silly lyrics to their favorite songs. Thank you so much for being here, Milla. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so we always to hear some of those lyrics. Right. I was just thinking we, we need to add that in uh, toward the toward the end. Maybe you can regale us with an, a funny song. Oh dear. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about the book, sort of in your own words. Um, right. Well, it's um, it's a second chance romance about a couple who is already married, but they've split up because of the husband's gambling addiction. And so I wanted to explore that, um, all the uh, tangled issues involved in that, in a marriage breakup and then getting back together. And in the midst of it, they have um, a grown up daughter who's getting married. And through her daughter's marriage, the main character sees her own, her own life reflected back at her. And she's terrified that her daughter is doing the things she did and she's worried it might end up the way um the way her own marriage ended up so in a nutshell that's what it's about yeah, <laughs> yeah. no that's a great nutshell <laughs> yeah. um okay so I'm going to start since you touched on the fact that they are married um and they're separated not actually divorced um and that was curious to me because it feels like um it's been a long time that they have been separated um and then her daughter has sort of a lot of bitterness uh, because her parents were separated. And I just wondered if you would talk a little bit about like your decision not to have them have actually been divorced. And um, what, I mean, these are all fictional people, right? But would it, would it have been easier on the daughter in the long run, do you think, if they had gone ahead and been divorced, just, just about that sort of idea and um, and some of those issues then that you did, you covered so well um, to the point that there were moments that were like hard to read because it's just so heartbreaking seeing what these people have gone through. Um, uh, so tell us a little bit about that and, and your yeah. thoughts and where you were going with that. Well, I thought about having them be divorced mm -hmm. But I thought I didn't want to go quite that far. Um, and simply because there are theological issues there, which I didn't want to delve into. Sure. <laughs> uh, and so I thought I'll just have them be uh, separated, thinking they're not going to get back together, but not having quite taken that step. And I did hint that they, they had tried to have a reconciliation a couple of years ago, but it went pear-shaped. And since then, everything's been... Um, unresolved so um yeah more or less because I didn't quite want to take that step as in to have them completely divorced because it's I mean I like I like dealing with tangled tangled issues but not that tangled <laughs> that's fair okay that's, yeah. that's a very valid reason yeah. <laughs> for sure what was the heroine's name again I don't think I wrote that down Lisa right Lisa yes Lisa. I'm like okay yeah. pronounce the daughter's name is, is 
Hadosha's name is, yeah, Alina. Alina, okay. Yes, okay. yeah. Yeah, the so American no, no, does no, no, not pronounce other. every syllable properly, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but Eileen is fine. Um, but yeah, I, I did have a, a, a beta reader say that she didn't know how the name would be pronounced. So I thought about putting an author's note and I forgot, but it's um, it's Elena. Elena. Okay, great. Yeah. And that's Very what good. I would have thought was Elena. <laughs> okay. That's what yeah. I heard in my head. But that's oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, do you where'd my brain go it's gone and whatever it was it just it just went off so we'll go to Narelle and if I get my follow-up question back I will uh I will go back to that but it just round two yeah it just totally spooked so Narelle that's okay so I'm gonna read my question because I've forgotten it I'm doing well as well we're having a good episode aren't we and so my question I mean I was fascinated by the European setting in Norway and the small Norwegian town and Kai's cabin by the lake and being in northern Norway and actually being so far north that you're within the Arctic Circle I mean to this Aussie who's living in the southern hemisphere a million miles away I mean that just seems like an alternate universe so I just adored the setting and so my question is what inspired you to choose this particular setting for this book and I think um, the other books in the series are also in this like yes. about this location yeah yeah, well, we we lived in my family and I lived in Finnmark for uh, for two years, um, shortly before we moved to the UK, and I wanted to set it in a small town. We lived in other in other small towns in Norway, but Finnmark was special because it's so sparsely populated. We lived in a tiny town with a population of about two thousand people. It was really tiny, and so that was that. I wanted to set it there as opposed to a different part of Norway with lots of trees and forests. Um, I, 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 that's, that's why I chose, um, it's, um, my, the town I is, is completely made up, but it's based on, <laughs> um, places where, where we have lived before. Yeah. I definitely I got that. that feeling of the, of the sparseness, the, the treelessness, the rocks, the just, the nothingness. And to me, it, it just seemed like it was almost metaphorical for the story. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think of that, but yeah. <laughs> and then all the, the, the emptiness, yeah. especially yeah. in Lisa, as, as she's so bitter at the beginning of yeah. the story. Wow. Yeah, she was I was a bit her. worried about, I was a bit worried about that. Um, I toned her down a lot. Um, you toned her down? <laughs> but yeah, based, based on um, initial reader feedback. Uh, so I, I tried to, um, I, I tend to, um, in, my, in my first my first drafts tend to be almost caricaturish, okay. <laughs> and then I and then I turn them down. I think it's always better to go big and then trim down as opposed to beef up afterwards. I so, absolutely yeah. agree with you that yeah. if you have an over the top character, it's easier to pull them back than to take a mediocre person and make them interesting. More interesting, <laughs> like it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. and she had to be bitter like you there's you couldn't start the book with the with the setup with her not being bitter and I think and that and that goes with being separated and not divorced so she's been in this limbo of you know it would be logical probably to get divorced it would be logical probably to move on but there's that that part of me that for a bunch of reasons I just can't cut that string I can't break that tie and there's just so much internal conflict with her and her that that goes along with that as well. And 
I will say, because I'm not generally a big fan of marriage reconciliation stories because um, they're too heartbreaking for me. I hate seeing marriages that are broken. Um, And so, but, but this one, the reasoning for it was, was good. It wasn't, oh, we fell out of love or, you know, we became different people. It wasn't neglect. It wasn't indifference, which I think so often, you know, it's, it's sort of the infuriating reasons and and they're real, like they are real reasons that people will split up their marriage, but they're infuriating to me because it's like marriages work like period. And if you're not going to do the work, then of course your marriage is going to die. And so many marriage reconciliation stories, that's what it is, is nobody was doing the work. Um, Whereas this, um, the reasons were, were so valid. Um, I sound super judgmental of these other people whose marriages are <laughs> suffering, but apparently I am. Um, sorry, but but these reasons, like they, it wasn't, it was still heartbreaking because I still hate to see a marriage that's broken. But you could kind of understand from both both sides um, where where it was coming from. So it kept the pages turning because you wanted you actually were rooting for them to do the work to fix things to get back together. Um, so I thought that was very nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> Valerie, I sort of, I, I sort of segued in with the reason. You, you segued in. Mila, I had never really given a whole lot of thought to gambling addiction before. Um, I'm thankful that it hasn't touched my life, I guess, mm-hmm. especially uh, seeing it so exposed and laid out on the page um, like it was in Through the Blaze. So seeing Kai struggle with this issue that caused the breakup of his marriage was was really eye-opening for me. So what made you choose a gambling addiction as um, basically part of the the backstory and the trigger for everything? Um, I think I, I knew that I wanted him to be to have some sort of addiction um and of all the addictions out there again it goes out to what could I write more realistically about I don't I don't really I I don't have any experience with um substance abuse and I thought that might be a bit too much for me to 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 put to portray um realistically so I, I chose gambling addiction because um it's one of those things where some people, well, I, I know a lot of Christians don't agree with gambling full stop, but in society, it's out there. A lot of people um, do it for fun. There seems to be more and more of it. I see it all the time, even on my children's YouTube, when they're watching YouTube, these um, gambling ads pop up. And it's something which almost goes over your head if you're not thinking about it. But then when you think about the devastation that it causes, I knew that that could be... Um, that that could be a, a fruitful ground to, to use. So that that's why I chose. I, yeah, I wanted an addict uh, to use it to to explore some one sort of one sort of addiction, and that one was the most. Um, I don't want to say convenient. That's a bad word, but the most. <laughs> what what I thought I um I was interested in it, and I thought I could um, 
portray it better than than the other types yeah. of addiction which are equally devastating yeah. like when i think of gambling i think of casinos and i think of buying lottery tickets um i don't think so much about online gaming sites mm -hmm. but i mean i know they're there but to me this whole thing was just like it's opened this door window not door because i'm not walking through it i'm just like <laughs> looking <laughs> like wow um and of course because they're living on the backside of nowhere no norway it's not like they've got a lot of opportunities i imagine they don't have a lot of opportunities to gamble if it isn't online so yeah what, what that's kind of right research, what kind of research went into this Ooh, um <laughs> you can do it I, getting the government too concerned <laughs> No, I exactly. I, I researched. Um, I started with Gamblers Anonymous. Um, I read a lot of personal stories. I bought several books with people's stories of how they had um, been involved in gambling and how it ruined their lives and how they got out of it. And this, it's incredible how many different kinds there are. There, there is that online gambling. Yeah. Um, you can have it on your phone these days. It's so easy. Um, there's a slot machines um which again are so accessible they used to be it's changed now in Norway, but they used to have them in uh in, in in the corner shops or in the gas stations um or in or in the mall um you know the way you have photo booths there'd be a, a slot machine where people wow. could sit all day um i, I had a, a a friend who would the minute she'd get her paycheck she'd go and sit there and just spent and you know, blow, blow it all within a, a few hours so there uh, I, ex I explored lots of stories like that yeah. and um it, it's re it's really heartbreaking really really heartbreaking I found uh, huge amounts of um research about how how hidden um gambling addiction is because unlike other types of addiction you, where you look you know rough and I don't know yeah. scruffy or ill once if you're a gambling addict can hide it so well and often you never find people never find out until they've reached complete and utter ruin that's when it comes out um so yeah i found a lot which of course never made it into the story but it I'm made sure. me yeah as as you all know yeah. of course but yeah what was the question <laughs> i think you answered it about yeah, yeah. yeah. what i researched yeah yeah so a, a lot a lot of a lot of reading um um yeah gamblers anonymous personal testimonies yeah. yeah yeah so have they regulated gambling in norway i mean i live i mean las vegas may be the the city in the world for gambling or macau in china um but i live in the country in the world that's got the worst gambling problem in Australia, like it's just oh, wow. part of our psyche. Melbourne yeah. Cup Day, a horse race, is a public holiday. And I mean, we really have got a history of being quite entrenched. Poker machines, there's a lot where I live, there's a lot of legislation so that people that have problem gambling um, issues can't actually get more than a certain amount of money out of their um, cards. Mm -hmm. Like there's limits, there's a lot of complicated stuff going on trying to 
um, rein it in because, I mean, people, it's even sport now. You can't even watch football or tennis or whatever without someone being able to gamble on it. So, And we're such a big sporting nation. I think that's where a lot of that's come in. But, I mean, I think that was such an important topic to raise because it is so hidden and there you would never guess a lot of the time until people start doing criminal activities yes. and do like white-collar crime. A lot of that is generated because of gambling as well. So it's a really important issue to raise. So I'm glad you raised it in this story. I agree. Yeah, my husband went to high school in Las Vegas. So for the first several years we were married, when we visited his family, it was in Las Vegas. And it's it's a it's a pernicious uh, disease because again, it starts out as just sort of a way to maybe have a little fun and then it just explodes. It, it can, but then there are people who have no problem stopping after a set amount and it really is just a game, yes. um, you know, but you never know what it's going to be until you're too, it's too late. Um, if you exactly. are someone who's going to be addicted to it. So, yeah. Yeah. So we, like need to, yeah. we need to wrap this up in a more positive way. So how are we <laughs> going to do that, ladies? I have wow. a question. Do you, yeah. Did you remember your question, Beth? No, no, I did not yet. So I'm still hoping it's there. All right. Well, I have, a, I have another yeah. question that I didn't Jirelle will take us down. back to the light. <laughs> yes. So I really, I think what the, one of the characters I was really interested in knowing more about was Adam. And Adam is the character who's engaged to Alina at the beginning of the story. And so where, and when, particularly when we met his family, I'm not going to, that's, I'm not going to go in and say any more than that because I don't want to spoil the book. Um, have you, have you written Alina and Adam's romance anywhere? Or did you think about making this book bigger and including them as a subplot or anything like that I'm just because I'm oh. just I'll be really interested to see um Adam and Alina's story as a romance in some stage because I think it would be very fascinating with his family dynamics to actually see how that would unpack yeah oh that actually did not cross my mind because I, <laughs> I was fixated on the um on, on the old on the older couples in, in this particular yeah. series yeah. so it did not register at all to think about writing a a, a story for them but that that's that that's um that's it that's an interesting idea here's what you could do <laughs> you could write it as a, a short novelette or something and at the end of this book you could offer it as a reader magnet for subscribers because um i think i would be right there going oh yeah i want to read more of that click here's my email address please send me that short story i would too yeah i totally would yeah. Okay. So they were three people yeah. right there. Yeah. And more out in viewer <laughs> land. They were well, they were just so fun. Um, as as the younger, you know, and again, they're both still, even though they were not huge parts of the story, they were very full characters. So there you could tell that there was more there to to read. Um, so yeah. The story oh, would have fallen you. apart without them though. It would have, yeah. They, no, were they, they were the linchpins for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what, that's why I, I did have that in mind, but I, I thought about, I, I didn't um, get this done in time, but I wanted to write a reader magnet with Kai and Lisa's original love story. When they first met and um, Andy, Andy loped, uh, I wanted to write that story, but uh, time, 
has a has a way of running. <laughs> so I haven't written it yet, but it's it's in it's on my radar. But um, I, I will think think about writing the other one as well. Yeah, you could write the Kai and Lisa one. That would be one that would be um, public facing, like to introduce the whole series. It could go in a variety of places, whereas the mm -hmm. the story of Alina and Adam would be more for people already in the series. I think. That's how I would do it. You can do it however you like or not at all. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I should have I should have my notebook to note all these um, good so ideas. You can always come back and watch the episode. Right. Oh, yes. <laughs> all, the, all the advice right here for oh, just what you paid for it. Sorry um, about that. <laughs> so um, tell us what is next. This is book two in a series. Um, yes. Tell us a little bit about book one. And then I saw actually that book three is up for pre-order. Yeah. So tell yes. us, tell us about books one and three a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, the um the series is about this group of friends who were all bridesmaids in Lisa's wedding, Lisa and Kai's wedding, and um, now it's twenty odd years on, and for various reasons, all of them are single, either never married or um or single again for various reasons. So um, Lisa's book was actually supposed to be book one. So I, I wrote it first, okay. and then I realized that if I'm writing a small town romance, I should probably have book one as someone who's returning to the town, as opposed to someone who's been there all along. Sure. So I wrote a different, I wrote a different book one um, about another character who's moved away and has come back. Um, and book three is about uh, Kai's brother. Okay. And, mm -hmm. and uh, in my mind, he's the um, the other son not the prodigal one but the good one yeah who um <laughs> who um stays the bitter, home and... the bitter brother <laughs> exactly <laughs> the goody the goody two shoes um who doesn't get the recognition um so he's um he's going to be book three book four and books four and five um, um are not fully formed yet in my mind i have very vague ideas but <laughs> I, I i know i have a sort of i've written one sentence um I, I know who the who the friends are, but I don't know exactly how their love stories will pan out yet. No, but that's great. So there will be five total. Yes. Aiming four. Okay. Excellent. Yes, five I do know that exactly. Five years. friends. <laughs> yes, I do know that one will be a serial dater, <laughs> who vows um, never to get married, and then she meets rather rather she's a serial dater, always dating Mister Wrong, vows she's going to stop dating till she sorts her head out, and that's when she meets Mister Right. Of course. Of course. Of course. And, That's and the last one, yeah, the last one will be, um, I am, I think she'll be like uh, someone who's um, not married because of family reasons. Like she's a, she's a carer okay. for her. Um, I probably shouldn't say this out loud because everything might change sure. <laughs> by the time sure. they come up. <laughs> but, so, but so far, that's what I have in mind. Love well, it. That sounds fun. That that's going to be really cool. Um, even if sounds it about as precise as my plans for upcoming <laughs> yeah. books too. Yeah, I kind of vaguely know who one of the characters will be in some issue. Maybe. I don't think any of us are major plotters. Narelle plots a little, right? Oh, I, I do. I do yeah. plot within the actual book. I do okay. plot extensively, but oh, okay, good. Across the whole series, across I'm a bit series. vague. Okay. Yeah, fair. fair. Uh, I don't think stories ahead. <laughs> I might, I might know a trope, but if I, if you were to jump to a head, I would, that's probably about as far as I'd go. Is I'd know a trope. Yeah, it's fair. 
tell everyone where they can find you and your books. The easiest place would be my website, www.millaholt.com. And I'm also very irregularly on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, that's about that's about it. <laughs> All right, that's perfect. And you're, um, are you in Kindle Unlimited? I, I know this one is- no. Oh, it's not. No, I'm not, no, okay. no. All right. Excellent. So they're wherever books are sold then. Exactly. You're all over. That's yeah. exciting. Very good. Um, that's no, that's a good thing. I, I'm in KU because it's easier primarily. I, pro I probably should be, but um... there are good arguments I'm not. for both. There are good arguments for both. Yeah. And for an international setting as well, yeah. like um, KU's is more US centric. And rather than yes. necessarily yeah. everywhere else so selling an international story is a different proposition to a us-based story as Interesting. well yeah that could be that could be true i'm not saying that you lied about it i'm just saying i hadn't really thought about it that way before <laughs> well if you look at the data in australia apple is actually the biggest seller of ebooks okay it's not amazon and they say yeah. kobo is in canada but everybody i know reads on kindle so Kobo must be big in the East where I am not. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Canada is huge. Yeah. So just to say Canada doesn't help you. It's like saying the United States. It's unless it's really hugely majority, it's, it's hard to, it's hard yeah. to, to nail down. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Any final thoughts that you just want to make sure that we, uh, that readers, readers, listeners, well, they are, they're readers, but they're not reading the podcast listeners <laughs> would, uh, what, what's, do, gosh, I'm having an issue tonight. <laughs> what did we miss that you want people to know? Anything? I don't think so. And I'll probably remember five minutes after the <laughs> recordings ended, <laughs> but right, right now I, 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 um, I can't think of anything. <laughs> All right. Well, if you are watching or listening and you have questions for Mila, uh, Mila, not Mila, Mila, uh, please feel free to leave them as a comment on the YouTube channel or on our Facebook page. And um, maybe you could pop in for a week or so after this airs and, um, and answer them if there are questions. And if not, Valerie and I will go make something up. Um, no, we'll probably just reach out to her on Facebook Messenger and say, hey, there's a question for you over on YouTube. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us. And um, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. We'll look forward to seeing you again next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>